Good afternoon and welcome back to After the Final Whistle, my new soccer podcast. My name is Matthew Plachek, and for those of you who do not want to get up at ungodly hours this morning, the second match day of the Men's Soccer Olympics did in fact kick off in Tokyo at 4 a.m. Just a reminder for those of you who did not listen to my last episode, feel free and go check that out where I did recap the first match day. All eight games are there. I did recap all of them. The men's Olympics are a bit different from the women's Olympics. The men's are a 23 and under competition. It has been that way since 1992. But because the Olympics were supposed to take place last year, the Olympic Committee and FIFA decided to push the age restriction to 24 and under. So if you were eligible last year to play, you are eligible this year to play. Three designated players are permitted on each roster. Just a reminder that that is any player over the age of 24. Each team can have three of those players. And new this year, normally a team is required and limited to roster 18 players. That's 16 field players and two goalkeepers. This year, because of COVID and because of the health of the athletes, teams are able to roster 22 players. So they can bring 22 players to Tokyo. However, only 18 can dress in each game with 16 field players and two goalies available in each match. And for those who did not watch the first match day, there are three teams that are currently facing a red card suspension. Argentinos Francisco Ortega from Velez Sarsfield, Ivory Coast's Abubakar Diumba from Maccabi Tenania, and Germany's Maximilian Arnold from Wolfsburg are unavailable to play today due to receiving red cards in their last games. They will sit out today's match day, and they will be eligible for each of their respective teams third game in the group stage moving on to the first bit of action from tokyo france took on south africa in the first match of the day lucas tussar of france had a very forceful tackle on kobamelu kodizong of south africa in the box it was given for a penalty in the 40th minute luther singh stepped up but his shot hit the crossbar it was a rocket to the goalkeeper's right deflected over for a goal kick game still tied 0-0 as we went into halftime when we came back in the 53rd minute good thinking by the same player luther singh to quickly play a free kick in the middle of the park led to a defensive mishap like by clement michelin of lens and a tap in goal for cody zong to give south africa a 1-0 lead just four minutes later however francis Ronald. Kolo Muani had a nice bit of skill to work the ball to the byline before 35-year-old striker Andre Pierre Gignac of Tigres scored to tie the game up 1-1. 20 minutes later, in the 72nd minute, center forward Evidence Makoba from South Africa beat French goalie Paul Bernardoni with a volley at the near post for a 2-1 lead. Six minutes later, in the 78th minute, Michelin made up for his earlier mistake with a great overlapping cross to find Gignac once again in the six-yard box, who finished with a very powerful header past goalkeeper Ronwin Williams for a 2-2 goal. Three minutes later, Teboho Makuono from South Africa had a stunning right-footed shot from outside the box that slammed in off the crossbar to once again put South Africa up 3-2. However, that lead did not last very long. In the 86th minute, South Africa's goalkeeper Ronwin Williams had a very forceful challenge on Francis Arnau Nordin for the second penalty of the game. And who else to step up but Andre Pierre Gignac. The 35-year-old had a thunderous finish from the spot to tie the game up 3-3. Six minutes later in stoppage time in the 92nd minute, Gignac with a cross whips the ball in to find Teji Savinier 
of Montpelier who finished on the ground with a very nice composed finish to give France a 4-3 win in an absolute thriller of a game. In the second game in Group A, Japan took on Mexico. Again, this is the same Mexico team that thumped France the first time around, a team that looked very strong earlier. Takafuso Kubo of Japan had a sliding finish in the sixth minute for a 1-0 lead. Three minutes later, Mexico's Cesar Hasib Montes from Monterrey gave up his second penalty in two straight games with a studs-up tackle that warranted a yellow card from the referee. Japan's number 10, Ritsu Doan, who plays his club football for PSV Eindhoven, stepped up and comfortably scored the penalty to go up 2-0. In the second half, a straight red card was issued in the 68th minute for Mexico after Johan Vazquez had a very nasty challenge outside of the box, sends Mexico down to 10 players with over 20 minutes left to play. Uh, Roberto Alvarado from Cruz Azul got one back for Mexico with a direct free kick goal from the left side of the field that bounced through a horde of players, but the game did end 2-1 with the win going to Japan. Mexico did dominate the game when it was free-flowing, but overall the game was incredibly stop-start. 45 total fouls were committed. Japan had 28 and Mexico had 17. Japan did a very good job of disrupting Mexico's flow and not allowing them to play the way that they wanted to. Moving on to Group B action, Honduras took on New Zealand. Honduras entered the game incredibly hungry after losing to Romania in their first match on an own goal. However, New Zealand did strike first with, in my opinion, the goal of the tournament so far. An incredible volley from 28 yards out from left midfielder Liberto Cacase snuck past the goalkeeper to his left, put New Zealand up 1-0. Honduras had two clear misses in the first half before a header from Luis Palma was parried into the goal by New Zealand goalkeeper Michael Wood to tie the game up 1-1. After halftime, who else would find the back of the net other than Burnley's Chris Wood after a magical cross from Elijah Just? Chris Wood tapped in his second goal of the tournament to put New Zealand up 2-1. 20 minutes later, New Zealand goalkeeper Michael Wood once again with an absolute howler in the 78th minute after coming off his line is nutmegged by substitute Juan Obregón for 2-2. Honduras then won the game in the 87th minute after Rigoberto Rivas skated one past Michael Wood for what should have been a routine save. Frustration was very apparent in the New Zealand players and their coaches' eyes after an awful game from their goalie. Second game in that group, South Korea took on Romania 4-0. Notable was Kang In Lee's absence from the starting 11. He was benched for South Korea after a very disappointing performance in the first game. In the game, an attempted clearance after a cross from Marius Marine for the third own goal of the tournament gave South Korea the 1-0 lead. Later on, Romania's Ion Georgi had a second yellow card in first half stoppage time to earn a send-off from the referee for a bad foul. In the 59th minute, Dong Jun Lee of Ulsan Hyundai, shot, his shot was deflected by teammate Won Song Iam for a 2-0 lead for the South Koreans. Later on, Romania substitute Ricardo Grigore gave up a clear penalty. Kang In Lee, six minutes after coming on as a substitute, Finishes the penalty for a 3-0 lead. Six minutes after that, Kang and Lee added his second in the 90th minute to ensure a 4-0 win for South Korea. All three teams in Group B are level on points. A very exciting storyline to watch with Match Day 3 coming up.
Moving on to Group C, where we find Argentina and Spain, two teams that I expected a lot more from on the first match day. Of course, Argentina defeated in their first game by Australia in the upset of the tournament. They looked for revenge against an Egypt side that tied a very strong Spain squad, including those six players that traveled to the Euros for the senior Spain team. Egypt couldn't take advantage early on in this game after a 1v1 miss with the goalkeeper in the 13th minute. However, Argentina would not waste their chances after center back Facundo Medina of Lens had the game's only goal in the 52nd minute after a rebound following a corner. Overall, the game was very lackluster in terms of action. Egypt only two shots on goal. Argentina, their only one, which was in fact the goal by Medina, but it was a necessary three points for the Albi Celeste as they look forward to their next game against Spain. Speaking of Spain, they took on Australia. The Olleroos did beat Argentina 1-0 on the first match day in Spain's injury woes from the first game. Notable absences included Oscar Minguesa and Dani Ceballos, who were unavailable for that match today. Minguesa out with a thigh injury, and Ceballos posted a picture on social media with extreme bruising and swelling in his left ankle. However, he was able to stretch during the team's practice yesterday. In this game, Spain dominated with 73% possession and 15 shots to Australia's two. They also completed four times as many passes as the Australians. Marco Asensio, one of Spain's overage players, one of their designated players, slung in across from the right side to find Mikel or Jarzabal in the second half to give Spain the 1-0 win. Keeper Unai Simon of Athletic Bilbao, of course the starting goalkeeper for the Spanish senior team in the Euros, was not forced to make a single save in the 90 minutes. It was a much better for performance from a Spain team that needed the momentum going into a game against a same an Argentine side that also fared much better in their second game and will look to continue their momentum as well. Last but certainly not least, Group D, Brazil versus Ivory Coast was the first match. Both teams entering the game with three points after magnificent performances from Richarlison and Frank Kessie for Brazil and Ivory Coast, respectively, in their first games. In the 13th minute, Ivory Coast's Yusuf Dao was in on goal before being taken down by Brazilian midfielder Douglas Luiz of Aston Villa. The referee gave Luiz a yellow card before going to VAR and deciding instead to issue a straight red card, leaving Brazil with 10 men only 13 minutes into the game. After halftime, there was a potential penalty in the 51st minute. Richarlison went down following contact inside the box, but the referee, upon reviewing, correctly chooses not to give Brazil the spot kick. Later on, Ivory Coast's Ebue Kuase handed his first yellow card of the game in the 65th minute after a careless challenge on Mateus Cunha of Brazil in the middle of his defensive half. Only 14 minutes later, Kuasi earned his second yellow card of the game after planting his studs into the thigh of Gabriel Martinelli from Arsenal after an attempted clearance. He was sent off, leaving both teams with 10 players for the final 10 minutes. However, neither team could capitalize. Brazil did have a handful of good looks, especially in stoppage time, but the game did end 0-0, both teams earning one point. Last but not least, one more game to play, Germany and Saudi Arabia. Of course, Germany falling to a masterclass 4-2 in their first game, Richarlison scoring a hat trick against them. But Saudi Arabia, looking forward, was one of the weakest teams in the tournament, and Germany before this game would be remiss to not earn at least a point against this team. Saudi Arabia did go ahead early in the sixth minute, 
but it was ruled out after the referee said Abdullah Alhamdan used his hand to control the ball before his shot. Later on, Germany jumped ahead in the 11th minute after Nadim Amiri scored on the receiving end of a cross from Cedric Toucher. Poor goalkeeping from Germany's Florian Müller of VFB Stuttgart, who could only deflect a Saudi Arabian shot into the path of midfielder Sami Al-Najay, equalized the game at one goal apiece. In the 43rd minute, Ragnar Ake from Eintracht Frankfurt scored his second goal of the tournament after picking a beautiful ball out of the air from the midfield and slotting it past Saudi Arabian goalkeeper Mohamed al Rubey to put the Germans up 2-1. Fast forward only 7 minutes later to the 50th minute, Al-Najay once again goes unmarked in the box and scores his second of the day to tie the game up 2-2. Al-Najay broke through once again in the 67th minute, but was brought down by an awful challenge from German defender Amos Pieper of Armenia Bielefeld. The referee wasted absolutely no time giving Pieper a straight red and his marching orders as Germany became the first team of the tournament to earn two red cards, one in their first game against Brazil, now one in this game against Saudi Arabia. Max Krusa of Union Berlin had a corner in the 70th minute found the head of Felix Uduakai from FC Augsburg, who slammed the ball into the back of the net to earn all three points for the Germans in a very nice 3-2 game. My star player of match day two has to be France striker André Pierre Gignac. Three goals and one assist today as a 35-year-old designated player to help France to a win over a very tricky South African side. He also overtakes Richarlison for the top goal scorer of the tournament. If we take a look at the current standings, of course, only two teams from each group will qualify for the quarterfinals in Group A. Japan currently leading the table at six points, Mexico and France even on three points, South Africa eliminated at zero points in Group B. As I said earlier, all three teams, all four teams, pardon, tied with three points. South Korea, Honduras, New Zealand, and Romania all have a win and a loss apiece. All is to play for on match day three for those four teams. In Group C, Spain sitting at the lead with four points. However, Australia and Argentina not too far behind with three points. Argentina will take on Spain. And Egypt sitting at the bottom with one point. Last but not least, Group D, Brazil and Ivory Coast at the top with four points after earning a point apiece today against one another. Germany with three points in second place and Saudi Arabia in last with zero points the next round of games will take place this wednesday july 28th group d all two ga both games will kick off at four o'clock a.m eastern time one o'clock pacific group b will kick off at 4 30 a.m 1 30 pacific group c will kick off at 7 a.m 4 a.m pacific and group a will take the end of match day three at 7 30 a.m eastern 4 30 a.m pacific I've been very pleasantly surprised with the quality of play from all 16 teams in this tournament. I think South Africa had a very good game today, giving France a run for their money in the 4-3 game. Although Australia, a little bit sloppier today, played very well in their first game against Argentina. And I'm looking for a little bit more from Spain with the quality of the players they have on their roster. I think they should be winning every single game. That is still my prediction for the winner of this tournament. That has been all I have for you today. Of course, you can check out my recap on Wednesday after match day three. Please feel free to find the highlights of these games on YouTube if you are not able to catch them live. I have been Matthew Plachek. I'll see you next time after the final whistle.